Today I'm going to be talking about the topic that I've probably been asked the most about during the entire time that I've taught day game and dating. And that is, without further ado, da, 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 the interesting question game. Many a man has seen me mention it on my videos, particularly related to dating. And so I thought it, would, it was prime time, given the fact that I'm still locked in a grimy London basement. Not Fritzl style, not against my will, but purely because London has, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but we haven't, the UK hasn't been too forthright in their, their dealings of the, with the virus. And so there doesn't seem to be any, any sign of letdown here. And so I'm still based in London for another few weeks before I head off to Sweden in June. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in potentially coming out to the one country where they seem to have taken a very laissez-faire approach, but you could argue it's worked and therefore... People are still day gaming, people are still dating, and I will be running boot camps from June. Then please drop me an email as usual, jamestusk at project-tusk.com. And if you are listening to this a lot later than May 2020, maybe it's even a few years later, hopefully the principles that I'm going to go through today in this podcast are still sound. I mean, I've been that I've been involved in the day game and I guess dating industry for around seven years now and I've played this from when I first started getting into it things have shifted things have evolved but the principles remain the same and it's one of the the, the longest mainstay solid pieces of advice and, and technical verbal skill I believe anyone can learn um, and apply this to what they're doing with girls particularly in the dating context, but as we're going to go through as well in a context unrelated, in other contexts unrelated to dating, but still to do with girls. If you do get the occasional jiggle on this, it's because I've got a precariously made setup for my uh, very, very professional studio here. My, <laughs> my battered Samsung S9, which is on its way out tomorrow to be upgraded to another model, is balanced upon a Stella Artois Cidre glass, which is also balanced upon a bottle of whiskey, Balvenie 15, single barrel, for any of those whiskey lovers out there that appreciate a fine vintage. And I'm perched in a kind of almost rabbit pose over the phone so I can make sure the clarity is okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna do this in one go, no pauses. So forgive the somewhat amateur amateurish setup but you know needs must at this time so without further ado i've waffled long enough what is the question game look it's been around a lot longer than me i definitely didn't invent it when i was first kind of browsing the internet with early you know early game stuff back years ago it was mentioned there's no i don't know who that's credited to in terms of you know actually who came up with it so i'm not gonna start pontificating on that but what i will say is it's Many many guys have mentioned it before. I want to just use today as a place to kind of give my view on it and tidy it up and offer some suggestions and alternatives as well linked in with it. And I hope you guys can take some value. So basically, you 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 know, it's it's to be played when you actually go on the date with a girl. You sit down, a little bit of small talk, um, and then you say, "Well, let's play a game." And that you you say to her, "We can each ask each other a few questions." And you can't copy the other person's questions. So no no stealing my questions, you could say, in kind of a playful manner. 
and you've got to be honest. Do you reckon you can do that? She's like, yes, nods. You're like, okay, pinky promise. Okay, I'll go first. So you, you, lead the, you lead the way, you lead into the questions. We'll come to actually how to play it later and I'll give you, because I know guys are inherently lazy, uh, I will actually give you a number of questions you can just literally you know, take straight from this and apply without having to come up with your own. Like everything in day game and dating, I do believe after a while you should be looking to come up with your own I guess material, not in the sense that I give a fuck if you copy me, I couldn't give a shit. And actually it's, it's, I'd say flattering to have guys out there using my stuff. And when I listen back to in fields of guys during day game and, and on dates and I hear my own lines being used, I think it's brilliant and it makes me chuckle. I'm definitely not protectionist. I think spread the love, spread the knowledge. Um, so it's flattering for me, but merely by just merely repeating things the whole time, you're not really ever going to reach that advanced level, in my opinion. You need to understand the principles and psychological structures, sorry, structures and psychological principles at work regarding, you know, the conversations you have in with a girl in a coffee shop and regard, regarding the actual verbal and physical escalation you use. And then once you understand the principles, you can stop using basically the kind of, you know, the copy me framework and fill in, the, you know, personalize it to the girl, personalize it to yourself, your own style, your personality. I'm not saying you will have to become these weird kind of pickup guys. That's not what I'm striving for. But just like anything in life, once you understand the principles of it, that's when you start being creative and playing with stuff. And that's how you get to be quote unquote natural or at least appear to be. So that's a, a key point of note as well. And if I do go off on tangents, then um, please forgive. I've had one too many green teas today. So caffeine levels are fairly high. So why do we play the question game? Uh, it gives a nice structure and a framework for the date and something you can always fall back on if there's a lull in a conversation. So just a, a quick point here as well. You don't want to be playing this literally, you ask a question, she asks a question, you ask a question, she asks a question. You want to use this as a nice backdrop to your, com to your date. And if you go off on side tangents, you know, because something interesting has arisen from something you've said or she said, uh, and you tell a story or she tells a story, don't feel you have to just snap back to, okay, whose question is it? Use it as a backdrop, use it as a framework, um, but don't be too strict with it. Um, have fun with it. It's it's meant to be interesting. It's meant to be fun. That's the whole point of it, to avoid kind of a boring uh, date. And I mean, for, for beginners as well, it avoids that whole problem of talking about things like, well, basically the old no game Gary, most guys, and, and myself included, when we get into this, we're like, okay, fuck, I've got this girl at work's number. You know, this is maybe pre-day game. You'd have your one sacred phone number of the year and you'd be like, right, fuck, I'm on a date with Sandra tonight from, uh, not from IT, she wouldn't be hot, from, uh, not the mailroom either, um, Sandra from, uh, from HR. Right, fuck, and you're talking to your mate, you know, having a coffee, you're like, shit, I don't know, mate, what, what do you usually like talk to birds about on dates? Anyway, so if we, and I, I'd go on dates and have a fucking shocker, you know. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's fuel for another story, kindling for another story fire, but not today. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have any idea. You know, I'd be talking about th things like what, what she does for work. I never made the cardinal sins of talking about politics and religion purely because religion doesn't really interest me greatly. And politics, I mean, I just inherently knew that was a terrible idea to talk about with a woman on a date. It's not sexy topics, right? So anything you're thinking, is that, um, you know, is that a good thing to be talking about on a date? Just think, 
would a girl be really in, super interested? You know, would the average girl be super interested in talking about that? Because if not, it's probably not going to be. So it gives you a framework to avoid, obviously, those issues. Um, you can also delve into kind of deep conversation with the girl. So she feels she kn she's known you for a long time, which builds a lot of trust and comfort. And along with kind of physical escalation, that allows you to maybe take things quite, quite far quite quickly on a first date. It gives her a great novel experience as well. You know, many girls, they are used to blokes basically not having a fucking idea when it comes to dates. You know, however good looking the guy is or however, you know, Jack the lad he is or whatever. Most most guys, honestly, they do not how, know how to speak womanese, as we'll call it. They don't know how to talk uh, to a girl. They don't know how to, how to make her feel a certain way. And so the great thing about the question game is it's designed to elicit emotion, elicit feeling in the conversation. So almost sprinkling in a bit of, of Russell Brand, who many of you may know, um, very particular type of flirting style. But, you know, he's very Shakespearean and maybe he's not everyone's, you know, cup of tea, uh, role model to follow. And certainly there's other guys, you know, that there's many kind of attractive kind of male archetypes. You know, you've got your kind of Jocko Willink or your David Goggins, very raw, masculine you know, men that can rip your head off. Some women are just going to get wet for that. Some women, you know, are going to get very wet for that Russell Brand style, almost Shakespearean, almost borderline gay, but incredibly emotive and descriptive with his language and can tell an amazingly fixating story. So I think it's it's, it's good to sprinkle in elements of that and you're going to gain that kind of ability to, to play around uh, with learning that skill set, which, you know, you know, your average man, your average guy, we don't necessarily have that. And so we need to learn how to do it. Uh, it also, finally, another reason, you know, why we play it, it acts a very calibrated way for you to verbally and physically, I'm going to involve physical escalation in, in describing how to play this because I think they marry together and to leave one of them out stupid. So this is technically, you know, I'm giving you the interesting question game plus appropriate physical escalation to do it at the same time, but it allows you to verbally escalate the conversation from safe topics to sexual ones without looking like a fucking pervert, basically. So it avoids you jumping from... You know, what did you do last week? Did you like anal? Which obviously most girls, unless she's a very bad girl, she's probably going to turn around and go, what the fuck are you up to? Or you fucking creep or just, you know, you, you can just, you've blown it, right? And she won't be blowing it. You've blown it. How to play. Right. So you take it in turn to play. You literally say, right, my question to start with, you ask her a question and then, you know, she's going to give you an answer. And then she's going to ask you one back again, as we covered before, if you, you know, go off on side tangents with this, it's great. It's not supposed to be played like a game of, you know, fast tennis where it's one, you know, ball each side, bang, 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 bang. You can go off on a tangent. That's part of the fun of it. You know, it's part of the, the yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's genuinely interesting to play. So that probably will happen. Focus on questions that elicit positive emotion, positive feelings, um, you know, sounds smells um energy it sounds really flowery doesn't it but you're basically if you listen to women speaking this is how they interact there's always emotion attached to um what they're saying the subtext of what they're saying if you listen to girls talking is always about emotion drama positive sometimes negative but they'll start they'll start conversations halfway through stories halfway through there's no real you know if you're a guy who's listening to that you're thinking what the fuck is this but this is how women speak so we need to be able to showcase that um, and I actually ask stuff you find interesting as well. Start with surface level questions. So I start with safe questions. I'm going to give you a few of these here. So the ones I start with, here are some examples. Uh, 
favorite memory from traveling, uh, most interesting place you've traveled to, top three smells. It sounds strange, but for me, for example, that would be freshly laid tarmac, uh, the smell when you open a, a can of new tennis balls, and not glue. Um, I think like that hot, hot kind of summery air where it's been raining and then it dries out and you've got the sun. Like I've had it before in Australia when I've kind of woken up there in like Perth and it was super hot and I was standing in the grass but it'd been heavily raining the night before and it's just kind of drying off in the air. It's a weird smell, I can't really describe it. But again, even by, by saying that, right, you're kind of, it shifts out of that normal blokey conversation. What else have I got for surface level ones? Um, favorite animal, an activity where you felt truly pleasant, basically like you're in a flow state but you can't say sex. That's a good question to ask. Craziest thing you've ever done. Uh, if it was the last, that your, the, your last day on earth or the world was about to end, three things you would do that you've never done before. And top three feelings in life. So often one women will say, and she'll actually, this is a good way to test how into you she is and, and how, how open for sharing stuff she is because she'll say orgasm. She should do anyway. If she doesn't, not a disaster, but that's something to kind of watch out for. One I also put in uh, that some of you might have seen on videos that I use as a kind of, well, just for my own amusement, really. I'm like, the the, the question I'm going to ask her is, uh, what would your death row meal be? But I, I build it into an elaborate story. So I'm like, imagine like me and you, we get married. She's thinking, fuck, this guy's a bit, bit weird. Like, come on, first day, only been talking to him 10 minutes. But I say, yeah, imagine we get married, move to San Diego, we've got a beautiful mansion on the beach, we've got three dogs, um, you know, beautiful house, perfect life, or so everyone thinks. And then one day you come home from work and you find that I'm fucking the uh, French maid, I'm fucking our cleaner, and you go fucking crazy. And you take out the family shotgun and blow my head off. And obviously you get carted away to jail, and I'm sorry, but you're on death row. They, they, they find it's not a crime of passion. It's, it was too calculated. And, you know, you get, you get to that unfortunate day and you're on death row and it's your, you know, your final day. And they give you, um, they offer you a death row meal. Well, luckily, you're friends with the governor. So you have an unlimited budget. And so, yeah, my question is, what would be your, your death row meal? One starter, one main course, one dessert. One alcoholic drink, one alcoholic, non-alcoholic drink, unlimited budget, and you can't say your grandmother anything related to your grandmother cooking. And she's like, "What the fuck is this?" But she finds it hilarious because she starts off going, "Fuck, this guy's needy." Then she goes into, "Fuck, what? Whoa, what? Why is why is he fucking the maid? Oh, fuck, I've killed him. Fuck." And then she realizes it's just about food. You don't have to do that. It's just something I like doing. I like seeing kind of the, taking them on that weird emotional journey. But definitely, you know, for, for beginner guys, just stick to basic stuff like favorite animal, craziest thing you've done. And, you know, fill in the gaps, find surface level questions. That's the key here. Just normal, playful, lighthearted, positive emotion, eliciting questions. She, remember, she is after each question going to ask you back a question as well. And so this might, yeah, you want to pick three or four of these. You want to then move on to feel, male to female questions. So we want to use that. She's having fun. Uh, you know, you're in a good emotional state, it's interesting. And then once she's comfortable playing this, you're going to shift it to male to female questions. One second, I will just take a swig of my lukewarm, over milky London tea, cliche. And a slurp as well, like an old man slurping Heinz tomato soup. What am I doing? Anyway, 
male to, into male to female questions. So you don't say to her, obviously, right, all right, Julie, now we're going to do male to female questions. You obviously just smoothly go into it, you know, change the questions. So what these are the ones I often like to use. What were your first thoughts when I approached you in the street or in the cafe or wherever I first met her? Hopefully this is a day game date. If it is a Tinder date, that's okay. Obviously miss out that question or adapt it to what made you, you know, pick me over the thousand other horny guys that were probably messaging you, something like that. That's Another question, moving on from that, so you can see we're, con we're starting to increasingly escalate the vibe here. What do you find attractive in guys? Two things physical, two things personality. And then straight after that, you wanna go into what do you find, what's one thing you find attractive about me? But you can't say my beautiful face. So you want her to basically qualify you, get her to say something she likes about you on a, on a non-superficial level. Basically getting her to admit she likes you. And then after that, typically, I would go into trying to kiss her at this stage if I haven't already. If I think it's game on during the kiss, by the way, this is just a point to note for me, for me dating. It won't matter whether it's one minute in or you know an hour in. I will just try and feel out when I when I think the best moment is, or failing that, if I'm just horny or if I just find her attractive or if I'm just bored, I'll just go for the kiss and I will just lean in slowly. And if she doesn't pull away, just kiss her. Not a big deal. Not as big a deal as everyone thinks it is. I think there's too much emphasis placed on the kiss. Um, Mr. B, the trainer in Oslo, Aussie guy, I think I'm correct in saying he doesn't always necessarily even bother with the kiss. Like half the time he just doesn't bother with it, builds that sexual tension. He's very good with the subcommunication, with the eye contact. So he'll build that kind of, you know, almost sexual tension loop with the girl and he won't release it by kissing her. And then when he gets back to the house, one kiss and the clothes fly off. So don't feel you have to kiss her, but for beginners, again, a bit like when you go direct in day game and I force students for the first 100 approaches to say, I think you look nice. It's purely because you've got to get used to eliciting emotion that you're not used to eliciting and being direct with your feelings and intentions. And so the same applies with the kiss, in my opinion. I think you should be trying to kiss her if you're quite new to going on dates every time just to kind of get used to being ballsy and going for it and showing what you want. Um, okay, so kissing her three options here you can go the route of guess what i'm wearing is it you know for example armani, armani cologne or cologne is it is my aftershave armani or is it hugo boss and she'll lean in and guess and you can be like ah oh, no idea miscellaneous brown bottle okay let me try you and pull her in and sniff uh, the side of her neck. You want to sniff round the other side, furthest side from you if possible. So you draw in and, and kind of bend your head round, sniff the further side, grab her, grab the back of her hair. Not too forcefully, and it'd be easier, I'm realising as I'm talking, if this was on a, uh, a visual podcast, but unfortunately it isn't. So yeah, one hand round the back. If she's sitting on your left, for example, next to you, your left hand round the back of her head, and then kind of pull her in and sniff the her left side yeah if that makes sense left side of the hair and you can be like yeah let me smell you okay you smell of kebabs coronavirus and then and you say and then and then you slowly draw out so you you come round, bring your head back round into her you're basically level with her face eye to eye a little bit back and if she doesn't flinch just kiss her that's option a is kind of the smooth option 
Option B, Mr. Les uses uh, very well. This is his gimmick, so I'm crediting him. Um, he says, at what point did you first want to kiss me this evening? He's like, yeah, he builds it up. So he leans in, he's like, right, for this question, I know you've been honest so far. Well done for that. Plus one point for you. But for this question, you've got to be super, super honest. It's a really important question. She's like thinking, she's on the edge of her seat being like, oh shit, okay. And you're like, right. And you've got heavy eye contact with her. You've closed the distance. And you're like, at what point did you first want to? And you're like looking up between her eyes and down to her lips and back up to her eyes. At what point did you first want to kiss me this evening? And often what will happen is her eyes will kind of spaz out a bit. And at that point, you just lean in and kiss her. And that works pretty well, especially if you've got all the other build up with the things, you know, she finds physical, you know, if she finds attractive in men and positive things about when you first approach and the things she likes about you, she's answered all this stuff. That's, that's going to work most of the time. The other option is just the uh, kind of tusk, <laughs> the tusk Viking style of just grab her. I often will just kind of, no, I don't physically grab her, but I'll, I'll kind of just lean in slowly and lift her chin up with, you know, one hand and just sort of, she, as, if she doesn't flinch away, then I'll just kiss her. Keep the eye contact and kiss her. That works quite well. Or sometimes dummy the kiss and pull back out. She's like, that teases her a bit, but you don't need to do that. Um, after the kiss, or it doesn't, again, if the kiss didn't happen, fine, doesn't matter. But, you know, at this stage, question-wise, I'd be looking to get into deep rapport. Also mix in with sexual questions and light-hearted ones if needed. If you feel it's all getting a bit heavy, a bit too kind of Dr. Freud, then, yeah, just mix in a few lighter ones again. Keep Remember, you want to be generally keeping that vibe pretty light, playful, and sexual. And then mixing in a kind of sometimes a little bit more deep and serious topics to kind of build that rapport. But don't be sitting in that deep, serious rapport the whole time. This isn't a psychology interview. So some examples of good, deeper rapport questions. Anything to do with her past or in the future are usually good ones. So one you could use is happiest, earliest, happiest, earliest memory you can remember. That'd be a good past one. Uh, a good future one would be if you were famous one day. What would you love about fame and what would you hate? Obviously, don't use that if you've dated or dating someone famous because that's not going to work. Or you could say, in future, if you had the opportunity to actually get rid of fame, what do you think you'd love about it or what would you hate? That's, some, that's maybe some change you can use. Uh, some good sexual questions you can use. Most unusual place you've had sex. If you feel it's game on at this stage, just as a note, and if you are in a place where maybe they have got a good you know, public bathroom or, or open discreet bathroom, often hotel bars. If I've got bad logistics, I'll set them up there because they have massive uh, discreet disabled bathrooms. You know, you can pull girls to or in a busy bar. They've just got nice toilets. You know, you can if she answers that question and you can tell she's into it, like she, she likes the idea of public sex or she's had sex in crazy place or she's very open about it and you feel it's game on. Take her by the hand and be like, I've got to show you something and just lead her through. Um, you know, you really can get away with what you want in this life. And I think the more you practice this kind of stuff, A, the more ballsy it makes you. And B, even if she's like, oh, no, you're crazy. We can't. You know, no bad thing. You tried, right? What the fuck does it matter? It's the old Wayne Gretzky thing of you miss 100% of the shots you, you, can't, you don't take. Other questions. What's your favorite position? What's a sexual fantasy you've never tried but you'd love to? The, the mistake guys make is they go too far with this. Like, if at any stage you feel it's game on, get her home, you know, get her to the Greek, as they say. Um, get her back to yours. 
this isn't there is no end point with this game um and you know it's a very fun thing to do and it's a very fun date to have but always be thinking in the back of your brain right if you just feel it's game on hey right let's go and you just you know you go and pay the bill order the cab and get out of there i'm not going to go into how to do that particularly in this podcast or the ideal moments because i could rabbit on for an hour about that and that's probably enough subject matter for another time so if you do want to hear about the specifics of how to pull girls from venues and what you should be saying and what you need to be saying outside and blah 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 comment below on this and if there's enough positive comments for that or enough interest i'm happy to happily do a podcast on it games within games i play so i usually put both of these two games into the the question game itself because it helps focus the attention away from us uh, and onto other people which is great because then you've got kind of you know obviously the kind of the rapport going on between you two which is insular but then you've got kind of the outer actually spreading it wide about again fractionation between the two elements which is cool it's all about contrast in life and it's no different on a date just to mix it up keep it fresh keep the variety there so I usually put in a fuck marry kill question you know maybe between the uh maybe in the set you know maybe when it's got a bit more sexual maybe just in one of the earlier questions i'm like right point me out three girls she's like oh okay why you're like i'll tell you after she points you out three and you're like right um i've got to marry one fuck one and kill one this is what i'm going to do with reasons and then you just go around each one tell her which one you'd fuck which one you marry which one you kill and come up with fun reasons you know play you know play uh play kind of give, give interesting anecdotes about it so often if the, the girl she's pointing out is quite chubby, I'm like, yeah, I'd definitely marry her because she'd feel, feed me well. You know, when I've had a tough day's work, she'd feed me really well. I'll come home, there'd be a massive roast steak uh, or a roast meal followed by, you know, a massive apple crumble. And that would just be the starter. So she'd feed me well, you know. Yeah, this is, you know, needs must. So you can, you know, just stupid shit, play around with it, make it fun. It's not to be taken seriously. And then point her out three, three guys or what I often would do is point out two guys and one girl and I'll get her to do the same. And yeah, it's just playful. It focuses the attention out. So slot that in if you fancy it. It's a fun game to play. Uh, and the other one is how long have they been dating game, which is I set the scene with this. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So, you know, when I was younger, I used to work in a coffee shop. I've always loved people watching. Uh, it was like a Costa coffee where music was super loud and I couldn't hear, you know, obviously conversations between guys and girls, but I always found it fascinating trying to examine, you know, if you saw a guy and a girl together, how off, how long they've been dating for, what the dynamic was. Um, I'd often see like a, a guy and a girl like sitting opposite each other uh, and the girl would be leaning back super casually, like talking, um, probably about tampons or something like that. And the guy would be leaning forward, like super engaged, like really needy, like, you know, desperate for attention. And I was just thinking, oh, what a clown. But anyway, yeah, no, we, we digress. Um, so anyway, yeah, basically I love, uh, yeah, I love people watching. I'm, I'm fascinated by kind of the social dynamics of, of the dating process. You could even say that you don't have to say the dating process part, but and you can be like, what, what do you reckon about those? And then just point out random couples and just, you know, you can role play, get her opinion on it. You can be like, no, they've got to be on a Tinder date. He's looking really nervous. I reckon it's first Tinder date. Or if they if the couple are looking bored, you can be like, yeah, I bet they've been married like seven years. Like the sex dried up about 
six yeah, six years and, and nine months ago, didn't it really? Look at them. Um, or if they're really focused on the food, you could say the same thing. And the brilliant thing is new couples will come into the bar every evening if you're in a bar or a coffee shop and you can always be like, what about them? What about them? So you can continuously play that. Or if things change, like you see a guy going for the kiss or the girl looking you know, turned on or flicking her hair, you can always kind of point that out to the girl. And it's really good because it showcases your social awareness and understanding of how this all stuff fits together. And she's then thinking, you know, subcon on a subconscious level, this guy gets laid a lot. He goes on lots of dates, i.e. you, because you understand this stuff. Um, so that's something that I also like to put in. Now, let's move on to the physical escalation because I said I would involve it. I do think it makes more sense to talk about it a little bit here. I'm not going to go into massive detail. Again, if you want podcasts on physical escalation, I will do them in the future if the interest is there. But I'm just going to give you kind of a, a brief overview of what I would be doing physically in the different parts of these questions. So the safe questions, the first few we talked about, three to four safe questions you're going to say. Incidental touching you want to be using. Safe areas like the hands. So what's the story of the rings if she's, you know, wearing rings? Um, you can do hand measuring, being like, I've got tiny hands for a guy. You know what they say about tiny hands. But anyway, put her hands to your hands. The more sexual questions, you could ask her, where would you get a tattoo? If she doesn't have any, if she has got tattoos, you can be like, where? And then literally touch them as she points them out around her body. If she doesn't, you could be like, okay, if you had to, where would you get it? Would you get it on the rib cage? Would you get it on the inner thigh, upper neck? And you could be touching these places. Again, finding a reason to do that. What's the story with the earrings? What's the story of the necklace? Obviously, these are slightly more intimate, intimate parts to be touching. But if you're doing it alongside the sexual questions and she's playing these and she's responding well, then, you know, you're going to get away with it. She's going to allow you to do it. More sexual off the kiss, you know, hand tracing the inside of her thighs, not looking at where you're touching, but just, you know, I often rest my hand on her thighs and will move it down, and especially if she's talking about sex shit and she's, I can tell she's getting excited. I might even just run my, if she's wearing like jeans, I'll run my hands over the top of where her pussy would be or even, yeah, in a thigh near her panties. If she's not responding, you know, it's a good thing. Keep going. Or if she's responding as in, you know, clearly enjoying it, keep going. Um, and again, to note is if you're getting to this stage, another one you can do is literally put your, <laughs> pick up a hand and put it on your dick. You don't want to be going further than this really. I think again, you risk blowing it by just... I don't know why, but it just maybe come across the girl as you don't know really what you should be doing in the sense that she's that's clearly a green light to get her home. So I would be, you know, if, if you're at this stage where you're tracing your hand, you know, near a pussy or, you know, she's got a hand resting on your crotch and you can just feel the vibe is on. I'd be paying the bill and getting her the fuck to the Greek. I mean, uh, get her to the Greek. Why am I thinking about that movie? Get her to the good logistics either well hopefully your house because you've obviously done the sensible thing of of set up the the date near your place good logistics are king as many of you will have heard me say many a time let me just check the uh how long we've been going for jesus i've waffled on 31 minutes well i hope this, this is value guys and please again post comments below if it is because i tried to keep the podcast a bit shorter but i felt this one needed a bit more opening up Anyway, where are we? Okay, so that was a physical escalation mingled into the game. Troubleshooting. So if she says, oh, I don't want to play this game, often former Soviet Union girls will get a bit princessy and be like, oh, I don't want to play a stupid game. But you just start playing it. So you're like, 
you ask a question. So, yeah, what they'll often say is they'll answer your questions, but they won't ask you one about it. They'll be like, oh, I don't know, but I don't know, something like that. I, I don't know how to play this game or I can't think of question. And if that's the case, you ask her a question. So, you know, what's your favorite food? She answers it. And then you just say, my favorite food is. So you basically just play it for both of you. You can still ask a question. She's still probably going to answer. Um, and then... Yeah, you, you just say what your version of that is. And that's okay to do. I've done that with girls in Belarus and Russia, and it still ended up with it going somewhere, and it's still been fun, but you just have to kind of do a bit more of the, the manpower, the heavy lifting for them, which is okay. I mean, it's just kind of, it's showing dominance. It's showing you're going to stick to, to your guns and your frame. So I don't think it's a bad thing, but be aware of that. That does sometimes happen. If she seizes up on the sexual questions, just be thinking two steps forwards, one step backwards. Often what was what will happen is you'll start getting a bit more sexual with the male to female questions, dynamics and things like that. And she'll still be asking platonic questions. That's okay. I would still just be pushing the agenda towards uh, the sexual stuff um, slowly but surely. If you feel it's going too far or you feel like it's making her comfortable, just back off and ask a few normal questions again and then test the water with another kind of more sexual question. And if she really doesn't want to play the game, look, just drop the fucking game and just rely on your conversation skills um, and just start telling stories, you know, a bit like this. You could say like, so, you know, travel-wise, I've been to blah, 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 blah. What about you? And just play a very basic version of it and still just follow the principles of interesting, positive things about each other so it's fun. And then moving towards dating topics. So you can, I've, I've, I've also had that before where the girl's like, oh, I'm not playing this stupid game. And then basically I just end up playing it indirectly through basically telling a few stories. She tells a few stories and we move towards that sexual element. So yeah, that's those, those are all things to bear in mind. And the other thing is, again, I keep banging on about this, but however fun this game is, remember it's a means to an end. You always want to be getting physical with the girl as quickly as possible, in my opinion. And so whenever you feel it's game on, let's get her to the Greek. <laughs> That's the new terminology for take her home. Uh, what else have we got here? Okay, advanced versions of playing this game. So Mr. B, Brett, the Aussie in Oslo, the horny fucker who only seems to do instant dates or pull from nightclub, never bothers with phone numbers. He just starts playing the game. So no intro, no let's play the question game, no setup. He'll just start playing the game. So a little bit of small talk and be ask a question. And then she'll you know, be like, he'll be just be like, okay, your turn, you know, afterwards and just play into it like that. Um, and it makes it makes it seem it's something to eventually transition into because it makes it seem spontaneous. It makes it seem like it's not pre-planned, which is fun for the girl. Spontaneous shit in life is always the most exciting. That's why, you know, pulling a girl to a bathroom or having crazy sex in an unexpected place is hot for both parties. Um, and that's why, you know, my best memories in life have always been, generally speaking, spontaneous shit that I wasn't planning, as ridiculous as it sounds. Um, so, yeah, making it seem spontaneous by just kind of starting it without any intro is quite cool. And it also just, it's a good way of just leveling up and improving your social skills, I think, being able to kind of have those interesting conversations. Another thing you can do for more advanced stuff is contrast positive, positive and negative questions. Um, so an example of this would be asking her, what's the most exciting thing you remember doing in the last six months? And then the next question after that would be, right, what's the most scared you remember being in the last six months? So you're contrasting positive and, and negative emotion there based on questions. 
and this pumps up our emotional state. One risk with this is you don't want to be spending too much time on negative stuff. So even if you are con contra contrasting positive with negative emotion, stick with 75%, 80% positive and only odd negative question in there. Something that I ask a lot is more advanced as well is I'm asking interesting questions in the question game based on actually you know qualities I'm trying to elicit to see if she is a good person to see on a longer term basis. Because often now when I go to random cities, I'm looking for girls that I can see again, non-exclusive relationships, but actually I enjoy spending time with them because you know if you're in a city with a girl, she's a local, she can show you around the place. It's just almost like that whirlwind romance with no commitment. And it's brilliant. And, and that's really my focus now. So although I'm not screening for relationships, I am screening for girls I can see again, almost that girlfriend experience with no commitment. And by putting these questions in, it's a, it's a very good way of finding out this information, a fun context. Um, and also it shows you're a man of standards because it, she, she subcommunicates to her that actually, oh, okay, yeah, she can kind of tell without realizing it that you are relatively high value because you are kind of asking stuff where she can tell there's a reason behind it, but it's not blatant enough to kind of trigger her like, what the fuck is this? Is this an interview? What are you, what are you screening me for? You know, all this stuff. So typically I'll screen for, this is just for me. So I, what I'd recommend guys to sit down and try and think about what qualities, if you are looking for something more substantial, are, you know, things you're looking for in women. And then you can eventually start to lace these into the, the question game uh, to elicit these kind of responses. So things I look for are intelligence. So an example of a question you could ask there would be three books you love most reading that you can remember. Uh, I like girls who are in shape that go to the gym or, or you know, high physical fitness or play sport. So what's the most painful injury you've had from going to the gym or, or playing sport? Again, she's probably going to go into detail about it. And if she says, oh, well, I don't go to the gym, I'm thinking, oh, shit, okay. Because I'm looking, I'm specifically looking for these traits that I'm talking about in women. So intelligence, physical fitness, I like girls who are spontaneous, adrenaline-seeking. Did you prefer doing a skydive or bungee? So I'm assuming she's done one of them, and then she might push back and go, oh, no, I've never tried one, but I'd, you know, I'd love to do that. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. Whereas if she goes, oh, no, that's really scary, I'd never do that, I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go, slightly boring. Uh, I love so I love women who travel because it's what I do a lot of. I'm constantly on the road. For those of you that might just have stumbled across this randomly <clears throat> and don't know my kind of lifestyle, I basically teach day game and dating boot camps in South America from December to March. So spend a lot of time in Brazil and Colombia. Uh, Brazil, my kind of favorite, but Colombia is also very good. And a lot of American guys I teach want to go there. And then typically March to May, I'm in Central America, so places like Mexico, Costa Rica, sometimes the US. And then I come back early spring or mid-May to Europe for the European summer. But I'm not, I'm originally from London, but I don't spend much time here. Don't get me wrong, I love London in summer. It's my home, or was for many years. And there's a certain, there's just something you can't really match with meeting up with mates and going for a nice sunny pint with no real agenda, um, but just sitting in the sun, talking shit and drinking a nice beer. That's something that is, you know, it's, it's very hard for me to beat that as an experience being from London. It's just something that's it's in my blood. But, you know, obviously women-wise, there are so many better places in Europe. So typically my time is spent traveling around the former Soviet Union, 
places like Russia, Ukraine, the Balkans, Serbia, Croatia, Greece, Spain, the Med, uh, south of France, Scandinavia, uh, Finland, Latvia, uh, Sweden. Um, but anyway, I digress. The point of that was I love traveling and that's how my life is set up. So it's key that a girl I'm going to, you know, want to see is, is into the traveling because I, you know, I'd want her to fly out for a weekend or blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I just, I get on with people who have traveled better. I think they take life more with a pinch of salt. I think traveling is one of the best things anyone can do. And I think it's just something that everyone should do at some stage. Doesn't mean you have to become nomadic like me, place to place for long periods of time. But I just think it gives you perspective on life. So yeah, that's something I, I look for. I look for loyalty as well. I'm saying, I say, how many cheat boyfriends have you cheated on? Again, assumptive. And emotionally stable, I say, what's the angriest you've ever been or what's the worst thing you've ever done to your, to one of your friends? Just to check if she's a hidden psycho. <laughs> Obviously, most of, you know, sometimes she might be, but she's not going to tell me that anyway. But you never know. Okay, uh, finally, other circumstances you can play the question game. So this is a really interesting thing and it's something I've been thinking about a lot. But, you know, what? actually, I play it all the time outside of dates as well. So on text, after an approach, if I feel there needs to be more value built before a date request, I say to her on a voice note, I say to her on text, I'm being like, okay, let's play a quick game. Uh, we both get three, we both get five questions each, take it in turns, and then just start playing the game. The reason to do this is because it builds more comfort, it shows your fun, uh, you get to know each other better, and it firms up dodgy numbers where maybe you hadn't built enough value because the conversation was super rushed. Maybe it was a 60-second number close. You hadn't built enough value. You're still pretty much a stranger. Maybe you just didn't do a very good job. You just weren't particularly on the boil. And if she's responding to you but you feel it's not ready for the date request yet, this is a good way to shore up some more value. And then once you've done that, you can go for the ask for the date. Obviously, we're in coronavirus time at the moment. So a lot of guys, a lot of students I work with, clients I work with have been I've been advising them to use it on virtual dates, Zoom dates, face-to-face -face dates online. Keep it lighthearted. Keep it limited to three to five questions. Don't pressure the girl too much, but it works very well. You can be like, okay, that's, you know, because you're having a virtual date, a first date <coughs> uh, on screen. And yeah, it's a brilliant way to just get the ball rolling. After the first date on text, you know, you can be like, okay, my question. Just go back straight back into it. Subsequent dates, go back into it. I mean, the question game's great because really you can pick it up years later. I've, I've, you know, dated girls and then two years later, see, caught up with them again and be like, right, my question or yours. I oh, right, my question. And then just straight into it. It's a game they never forget. Um, and it's just, it's just very fun to play. It never gets old because you can always change it, personalize it. One of the best times I've ever played it and one of the times I would really recommend you guys play it is when you've got a girl into bed and the guard is down, either say, you know, post-shag basically when you're bonding over the oxytocin, guards are down, women are very honest in this state and it's a great time to get feedback. So, you know, questions I would typically ask, when did you know you'd first sleep with me? What did you honestly think when I came up to you in the street? Uh, what's your favorite position when we fuck? How rough do you like it? What's fancy you've never tried? You can see the sum double up with questions in the um you know if you push it sexually in terms of questions on the on the on the question game on the date you don't have to necessarily ask the same questions again though you could see if there's different answers 
but I will often, yeah, post that first or second time sleeping with her, or maybe even later times, I'll be, I'll ask her stuff because that's interesting. It's really unadulterated feedback on yourself often and a really good way of finding out stuff about her and things like how rough do you like it? What's your favorite position? Stuff like that. What's the fancy you've never tried? Next time you see the girl, if it's some sort of role play, you can go straight into that with her, like you planned it. And she's like, fuck, this guy actually listens. Or you can, you know, go, if she likes it rough, you can go rough. And she likes to be fucking gagged and done from behind in a mirror. You can do that. And she's thinking, fuck, this guy's actually listened to me. So you get even more brownie points for actually storing it in your in your psyche. Uh, anything else? I think that is it. I know I've covered a fuckload today. I hope you guys have taken it in. I hope it was easy to digest, at least relatively speaking. I'm sure there's going to be questions. Please comment below and I will do my best to answer them. If you would like to talk about this further, um, not on the comments, send me an email, jamestask at projecthyphentask.com. More than happy to have it and include your WhatsApp number. That's how I do communication. I'll, I'll send you a WhatsApp and we can have a chat. I'll probably send you a voice note, point you in the right direction. If you are listening to this, uh, in May, pre-June, or even pre-August, September, or actually it doesn't matter when the fuck you're listening to this, and you fancy some live training with me, obviously focus on meeting girls in a number of daytime situations, teaching you direct day game, getting you mic'd up, giving you feedback, te- accelerating your progress with all this stuff, then email me, same email address, jamestaskatprojecthovenetask.com, and we'll have a chat on the phone. We'll figure out your budget, we'll figure out what you want to achieve, your sticking points, and see if it's a good fit to work together. It's that simple. It's been a pleasure, guys. Again, um, use this. It is a brilliant tool to have, and it's going to get you a lot of loving as well, hopefully non-coronavirus loving. It's been a pleasure as always. Peace from London. Tusky out. <laughs>